You are listening to Two Jerks, One Vote with Jerkatorium and guest Andy Hamlin reviewing the nights and weekends song fight songs. Hi, I'm Chumpy and this is the Jerk. Now here's how this thing works. We've won some fights enough that we think we know our stuff. We'll listen to your submission, subjected to our praise and our derision. I know that sounds unfair, but you're not obliged to care. Yeah, you're gonna lose this song fight. And yes, I'm talking to you. Yeah, you're gonna lose this song fight. Deep down inside, you know that it's true. Most of these bands are gonna lose when this song fight is done and your band's won. And by your band's won, I don't mean your band's won, with bands being a contraction of band has and won meaning the past tense of win. Those are just tricky homonyms. What I'm really trying to say is that you're one of the losers. So the poetry in the streets fight, it looked like it was almost a three-way tie. It was Paco Del Stinko and Von Vorten with 11 votes, Berkeley Social Scene with 10. Could have been a three-way tie. It was that close. Uh, I remember liking both the Paco and the Von Vorten song last time, so congrats yeah. to those guys. That was fine, but we had been rooting for Far North Daylight, but they were in a three-way tie for, depending on how you look at it, either third or fourth place uh, with Third Cat and Lichen Throat. Yeah. So and that's all fine. I, Strong I think showing we were all for just... Lycanthrope with his new guitar, newfound guitar prowess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, but we we'd all sort of been rooting for Far North Daylight. You know, they did a kind of more interesting and different sort of approach. So we we kind of appreciated that. So shout out to Far North Daylight. Keep submitting. Uh, but let's see. On to the uh, nights and weekends song fight. Just want to let everybody know that today we have a guest. It is Andrew Hamlin. He's an author. He's a poet. Uh, he's a DJ. He's an MC. He's the lead singer for Margaret Benson and the Cheese Trio and general man about town, a local celebrity. You, you forgot binge watcher of Adam 12. We got to binge- have Adam 12. Binge watcher of Adam Twelve. What? That's his legacy. Right. He, yeah. You can check out his stuff at andrewhamlin.org. That's a n d r e w h a m l i n dot org. No spaces or anything. So, welcome to the podcast, Andy. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. I uh, decided not to drink the cough syrup, so this will be a this will be a, a non non robotussin performance. Okay, great, great. A I rare just, I just, <laughs> just, just, yeah. You're not going to go full Lester Bangs on this one? Well, you've been illucid for, you know, a while, and you get to, uh, Lester called it down to rudimentals, you know, getting back to uh, basics. Gotcha. Just as a as sort of a lead-in to the song reviews, I wanted to kind of point out here one of the big things that I noticed. Now, the optional challenge was to don't be a jive turkey, and I thought that was great. I thought that it's the title was great, and the don't be a jive turkey sort of an idea was great because I, that meant that I thought we were going to get party songs. We were going to get funk songs, and nobody delivered. Nope. Not a lot of funk in this fight. That's right. I thought I thought the closest to you know get anywhere near it was Paco Del Stinko, but but nothing. I wanted funk songs. I wanted party songs. All of these songs could have been party songs, but instead we get two bands whose narrators are working nights and weekends 
two bands whose narrators are being politically active or subversive on nights and weekends and one band who has child custody some nights and weekends. And I was, so, you know, why is nobody funky uh, yeah, this week? Why why is nobody partying? I was a little annoyed and, uh, you know, I don't even know what this music is for if, if y'all are just going to bum me out with, a, with such a great title. It's such a great optional challenge. Bunch of jive turkeys. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think anybody, you know, really met the spirit of the of what I interpreted it anyway as the spirit of the optional challenge. So uh, that thread of disappointment is going to run through all of my reviews just to let you all know. In- impending disappointment. OK, noted. All right. Well, speaking of reviews, let's let's just jump right in. Did you want to start with uh the James Owens, or how did you want to start We're off? We're going to do it in alphabetical order, so that means we start off with Berkeley Social Scene. There's no rest for the wicked, so we better get to work. The sooner we can start it, the less we'll be broken hearted. We got nights and weekends to set things right. Ah, yes. Now, my uh, notes here read as follows. Let me take a look. Berkeley social scene, and then I drew a big um, underline. And then under the underline, it says, like the bass and the drums, crisp, authoritative, would have liked more lyrics, impending revolution, uh, question mark. So does anyone have thoughts on any of that? Yeah, I have some thoughts, too. I also like the drum and bass together. That's, I think, Ken and Glenn probably locked into the groove. I thought they sounded great. There's, like, this instrumental that happens before the verses, and that's when you really hear the drum and bass together, and it sounds good. That's about the only thing I like about this song. Um, The rest of the song I sort of actively hate. Uh, I hate I hate the lyrics the most. Like I can deal with the cliches and the religious overtones about wickedness, praying, salvation, and getting down on your knees, which is presumably for rated G purposes. But what drives me crazy is just the bland vagueness of the lyrics. There's nothing at all in here that is interesting or intriguing to me. Wow. Uh, that, that that would that would be lyrically. So lyrically, uh, yeah. Musically, uh, just, it's it's yeah. the same usual Berkeley social scene quality that we're used to. Right. Do you, do you fellas have reason to believe that they're providing a drum kit and a bass, you know, as opposed to programming this? Oh yeah, those are real people. That's one of the things that they're known for. Is they have an actual band and a rehearsal space, and they get together and they play their instruments live. Yeah, it's one of the few I we admire the hell out of them for that. At least I do. Yeah, I think me that, too. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's uh, without spending all day on it. There's that old shibboleth in recording that that you know that real rhythm sections are pretty difficult, and, and the drum set in particular can take a long time to mic properly. So to the extent that they're willing to go through that whole process, I would have to say more power to them. Absolutely. They, they do, I think, have it set up. Again, they're, they're very, very regular competitors, and I think they have like a, a special rental practice space. So the, and they do this, you know, again, they do this constantly. So they have a production line for getting these songs out, and I don't mean that to, to kind of discredit or diminish what they do. 
yeah, I, I, it's again, I admire the live drums, the nuts and bolts of it, them them getting set up and getting it like they, they've got that down to a science already, though, I'm sure. Right. But they really phoned in the lyrics on this one. It's great that they worked in the title into a chorus hook. I think that's cool. I appreciate when people do that. So it's like you got nights and weekends to set things right. Is this about a relationship? Is it about your immortal soul? Is it about something else? I don't know, because they don't tell me. Is it too much to ask for some variance in the chorus? I mean, it could be like, you got nights and weekends. When you're set free, you got nights and weekends for must-see TV. Like, I could think of a whole bunch of different (laughs) chorus endings, you know, to that, to add some variance that would say something more than what this song currently says, which is nothing. Ryan, you uh, haven't chimed in on either music or lyrics so do you have thoughts along uh, either either of those lines i made a couple of notes about a little bit of everything it sounds like martin's back doing the vocals and his vocals sound pretty measured and pretty balanced especially compared to to some of his other more kind of recent stuff he's working that fake british accent delivery yeah. uh, i believe it's a yeah which is which is fine there's there's nothing particularly wrong with that nights <laughs> We'll set things right. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, that's right. Fine. Yeah. But yeah, in general, I thought it was a good kind of head bobbing song. Uh, I liked the lyric rhyme scheme of the verse lyrics, where instead of like ABCB or ABAB, it's ABCC, which is uh, kind of a, a fun and unexpected sort of a pattern. You know, your your mind and just, you know, what we what we've had drilled into us forever is to expect an ABCB for every song. But, you know, the ABCC is, you know, I don't know, it's, it's, it's nice and fun and tricky, and it's fun for your brain to hear that. I, I don't know exactly what the lyrics are about, but I'm also sort of guessing they're supposed to be widely uh, interpretable, and that's fine. And, you know, lyrics, I'm not so much a lyrics guy. I'm more sort of a gut feeling about the song guy. I didn't hate this song. The only thing that I hated about this song was that it was not funk. Uh, and I especially expected funk from them. I mean, they could have really easily made they, this They can a do funk, funk for sure. It's in their wheelhouse. Absolutely. And they've done funk well before. Like, I wonder what this song would sound like if they funkified it. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, great Gosharunis, you know, it's, 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 it's such a challenge to try to figure out what, what a funkified version of this would, you know, what you'd get I, out of that. Yeah. I can imagine just, just, just imagine I, I, I hear the, uh, the harp glissando yeah. or something like that. I think we have a clip of that. Do we have a clip? We, we have a clip. All right, well, let's run it. We got nights and weekends to set things right. We got nights and weekends to set things right. That that wasn't amazing. <laughs> no, no, it, but it, it was it, it was funkier. It was yeah, it was it was a little funkier. It was uh, it was a little I don't know. Should we move on in the next? We or? should move on. So next up, we've got James Owens. I'm working nights and weekends trying to make ends meet. I got a wife and kids and nothing to eat. If I get sick, well, I'm gonna die. I can't afford to get 
Andy, uh, what do your notes say on this song? Ah, uh, yes. Now, my notes here say, quote, James Owens, and then I didn't write an underline. Uh, <clears throat> Taxman vibe, midnight hour strut, country as blues as music. As, country as blues as music. I guess I really did write that. As transference of circumstance. I wasn't actually high when I wrote that. I think I was trying to explain that uh, the lyrics reflected the uh, hazards and the frustrations of shift work uh, the way a blues artist or a country artist might do it, with the implication that country and blues are a little closer than a lot of people think. So that's my thoughts on the lyrics. And I, I don't think he achieved funk, but there's a little bit of grit in the uh, way it sounds a little bit like Taxman and a little bit like the Midnight Hour. So there's something over in an R&B uh, vein, I would say. So those are those are my notes. Cool. You know, I got the Taxman vibe to it. I think it's this electric piano that goes honk, honk. It sounds like a guitar right. horn a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's not the Taxman riff, but it's just it's something that's similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been I've been listening to in the midnight hour, so I, I maybe that's more speculative. But uh, this is a little grittier than the, the first tune that we discussed, the Berkeley social scene. I don't think he achieved funk, but there's sort of a rhythm and blue feel it for it, inviting us to consider the tax man in turn has a bit of a rhythm and blues feel. The, I, I was fine enough with the lyrics. It's just his lyrics are fine. His approach is a little predictable. But uh, given uh, the topic, I think we're going to get a fair amount about shift work, and I think he, he tackled that reasonably well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's see, what do my notes say? Uh, I like the rhythm of the song a lot. I like that there are these different parts that come in to punctuate the lyrically sung lines. Um, I like that electric piano that sounds like a honk-honk that reminds me of Taxman. And there's this sort of Mark Ribot slash Keith Richards sounding reverby guitar lick that happens in my right ear that I think sounds really good. And then there's some clean sounding single coil guitar stuff in my left ear. And musically, I think this is right up my alley. This sounds like it could be, you know, something on a Tom Waits record or, you know, a Rolling Stones album or something. I like the fact that the lyrics are explicitly about something. They don't leave a lot to the imagination as to what he's singing about. I mean, it's pretty pretty clear and to the point. It sucks being the working man. Fat cats are getting richer. The working man's getting poorer. Yeah, well-trodden territory. Well-trodden really. territory. But, you know, I, th I thought this was pretty well done. And I liked that it was something that I could feel, something I could grab onto. I knew what the song was about. I liked that. In structure, uh, this is so close to the 12-bar blues that it might as well be that. You know, and I mentioned that to say that if you're doing something this simple and basic, then the rest of the song needs something in it. You know, you need amazing vocals or you need more extensive bells and whistles or you need more interesting and engaging lyrics, you know, or more soulfulness or an amazing guitar solo. Just anything to make it seem like I haven't already heard this a hundred times. Like, again, like the Beatles' Taxman, like we were saying before, or like anything by every blues band out there. So, you know, the song is well-performed, and the recording quality is fine, uh, but it's not new, and it's not interesting, and there's, there's nothing in it for me. Uh, but you know my biggest complaint. It's not funk. Yeah. Yeah, it's not funk. Yeah. There's no funk in this. So just to clarify, Ryan, the subtleties that Mike seemed to be picking up on, you're, they're either not doing anything for you or, or, or they're going right past you, and either way, it's, it's not— uh, I hear it, the subtleties. Uh, there's nothing new. 
Uh, I don't. I right. mean, again, it's right. like it's it, what what's there to bring me to the song? Is it an amazing vocal performance? It's a fine vocal performance. Uh, is it some super new and interesting use of instrumentation? No, it's it's all pretty pat, and the chord progression is again. It yeah, I know it's not the twelve bar blues, but it's so close it might as well be. So it, there's nothing really in this song to to drive me to it. And again, there's no party in this song. There's no funk. And it needs funk. I thought the optional challenge was pretty clear to me. Uh, again, that's my interpretation of it. But I thought that these songs, that was begging for funk and nobody brought it. And this song didn't either. Once again, it, it, it's just hard. And, and yet a, a, a wistful challenge, fantasy, to imagine what, what would this sound like if it was just a teensy little bit, you know, funked up. I, I can't imagine arc, that at arc. all. Well, I mean, it, let's... It, does, it doesn't even... <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's roll it. That seemed pretty pat too. I don't think that really brought anything to the table, but uh, but it does have funk. It it certainly is funkier. Yeah, funkier. Yeah, yeah. So okay, and, just and, like the generic funk, just add air or something, you know. Funky air, yeah. No, any of the bands could have done that, but no, no, nobody did. Anybody could have brought the funk, but we're 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 in a funkless kind of a room today. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's. What do you say we move on and we talk about Paco del Stinko? A lot of people get you freaking If you tell them that they can't have a weekend But I gotta tell you I like it this way Sleeping a bit late and still have half a day And everyone's around on Saturday and Sunday I know the Wednesday and Friday And just who says it's dumb way Nights and weekends you know, Ryan, you haven't gone first yet. I, I think I, I challenge you to go first on this one. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll be glad to. I mean, I thought this was the only song that came close to the optional challenge. And I thought it was fun and engaging. And that, that Hepcat start was great. I mean, how can you not love the Scooby-Doo-Bop-A-Cha? It took guts and uh, it brought real charm. It brought a lot, a lot of fun. So I thought it was fun, 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 and I love all of it. But then, of course, it turns into a, sort of a different song halfway through. And it, it works for me, that's fine, but that second half is so much more conventional than the first half, though, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but all in all, I liked it. I mean, it's a pretty fun song for being ostensibly about his work schedule. So Yeah, but also about his work schedule, what, at an asylum or something? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that is cool. He does, in fact, work at an asylum, I guess, with crazy people who are sometimes rude. But, I don't know, there wasn't a lot lyrically for me to really grab onto here, and I feel like that's a common complaint in this fight. Um, It's, you know, it's a schedule song. (laughs) I can't think of any other schedule songs. Yeah, yeah, I can can see how somebody might interpret the... They're dealt the title 
you know, that they have. So I can, I can see that. But again, you know, when I was thinking about the title, I was thinking nights and weekends, that's party time. That's always party time. Why isn't anybody partying? I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my notes here on the Paco Nostinko uh, read, uh, let me try to read them here. Jazzy, unorthodox, jazz into rock, uh, weird. Yes, I wrote the word weird in addition to those other words that I uh, the aforementioned. Uh, the only other thing I'd like to say is I like the lyrics here better than the lyrics to any of the other songs, in large part because I, I couldn't understand them and I felt that they were intriguingly uh, unintelligible and nonlinear, which is a quality, uh, I, I, two qualities really, that I, I very much enjoy in lyrics, as you, as you well know. The late, great Lester Bangs, who presides over us all from the spirit world, advises us that it's more fun to figure out lyrics for yourself, Lester was very down on lyric sheets, you see, because he believed that you should just get your head into the mix and come up with whatever you were going to come up with. I get that. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 the, the enigmatic uh, weirdness stood out for me lyrically. The other acts, uh, the lyrics aren't horrible, but they're just a little predictable. A, a problem that we seem to be having with this particular fight, as we've, we've mentioned before. Again, for me, when I'm expecting funk, when I'm expecting party, when I'm expecting parliament, uh, I'm just not getting it. Right, right. So this this does bring up the question of what this exercise in its enigmaticness, enigmatic, in its not being able to be understood, you know, would sound like uh, as uh, why a jazz funk great. Why? why well, what, I don't. What, what, I don't what think might... we'll ever know. I mean, there, there's no well, way of knowing, right? Well, I mean, we we well, do have a clip. There, there you could know. be a way of knowing. We have a clip? We, have, really? we, we do, in fact, have a clip. Where did you get a clip? I found it on my hard drive. All right, roll it. Roll clip. I talk to the nuts, and sometimes we fight. But just because you're crazy, don't make it all right. And all the nights and weekends is what I work. Hitch up my bridges and button down my shirt. Yeah, all the nights and weekends is what I work. All the nights and weekends. That was not necessarily better. Than I think the I like the original song. better, to be honest. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well. I mean, you can have jazz and you can have funk and you can have jazz funk. I, you know, it's, it's all yeah. perfectly legal. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah. The, the the clip has has a little more funk, arguably, but uh, but yeah, the original song is noticeably better. So yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, jazz funk has been jazz funk, by the way, has been legal in Washington State for what the last couple of years, Mike. Yes, so, yes. You know, uh, we we legalized just, that at about the same time we legalized pot. So you can get high and yeah, listen to jazz so, funk in Washington State. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, if you just want to strut down the street with some barbecue smoking and jazz funk, then, you know, by, you know, the word Washington State says more power to you. Money in the coffers. And frankly, it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful yeah. thing. All right. Speaking yeah. of beautiful that, that things, we, we... I'm about to segue. Don't fuck up my segue, man. <laughs> Yeah, okay, we're not going anywhere near the Segway, man. We're not touching it. We're not even thinking about it. Okay, here we go. I am not thinking about the Segway. I'm a Zen monk, you see. I'm very good at this. Not thinking about the Segway. Next up, we've got Pig Farmer Jr. I stick out my thumb Only eight miles from town 
Ah, uh, yes, Pig Farmer Jr. Yes. Right. right. Who wants to start out? I can start uh, out on this one. Unless, Andy, right. Andy, you sound like you've got one in the chamber. Well, I can give you my notes here. Uh, country folk, slick, well-assembled, could have been more plaintive. I guess that's sort of a uh, <laughs> blunt assessment. Anybody uh, want to run with that? Well, uh, I would just like to thank Pig Farmer for writing a song that at least tries to get me to feel something. Even even if it's, you know, it's a little bit ham-handed. There is something worth singing about in this song, and I'm, I'm happy that he gave me that. When the judge says, I'm no good and my visits must be supervised, I actually felt something. So good job there. It must suck to, like, have society tell you that you suck and that you cannot see your daughter without someone being there. And, you know, that, that made me think about it and made me feel something. So good job. Uh, solid playing and production... No, again, this is like two songs without glaring phrasing issues, so well done there. This was well sung with feeling. I like this song and I'm going to vote for it. My only real complaint is that at the end there's this ascending guitar phrase that repeats twice without variation, and I think it really could use some. Uh, that was the only thing that really stuck out to me as being like, I would fix that. Over to you, Ryan. All right, I thought it was fine. Uh, I thought it was a nice mandolin. But uh, you know, here comes my rant. You know, this is another over-earnest bummer of a song from Pig Farmer Jr. Now, just as a preface here, all of these are, again, I've mentioned this before, these are all colored by my disappointment that there's no funk, no soul in any of these songs. But yeah, an over-earnest bummer of a song, a downer of a song from Pig Farmer Jr. Now, I'm going to digress here a little, too. Uh, I've made no secret of the fact that I've been pretty disappointed with my own compositions over the past few months. And when I'm disappointed with my own stuff, it's easy for me to pinpoint what's the case or to at least identify some of the problems. And it's it's because there isn't anything to bring people to the songs. You know, there isn't anything appealing in there. At some point in this process, you need to kind of step back and say, you know, who is this for? Why would anybody want to listen to this song? And if you don't like your answers to those questions, then go back and start over. And I'm saying that to myself, and I'm saying that to Pig Farmer Jr. But yeah, it's nice instrumentation, good recording quality. His vocal delivery is a little better than usual. The, the song's fine. I just, I just don't. There's nothing in it for me, so I don't, I don't see any reason to listen to it again. I feel like this is lyrically the best song in the fight. I think of it as very much in a country music vein. And frankly, this is the kind of concern that a country music lyricist uh, would have. Yes. So yeah. that, that's my two cents. Yeah, it, and, It's but, a little forced. It's a little overdone. But yeah, yeah. Within the realm a little ham-handed is what I wrote, but yeah. Yeah, but, right, but Chumpy, right. I mean, do you, do you like these lyrics the best because they're the most clear? I mean, they're, they're, they're the most obvious? I like these lyrics the best because it made me feel something and I thought about something more than any other song. Okay. Like, you know, <laughs> I, li I like songs that make me feel. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> like, a lot of these other songs were just, you know, the lyrics didn't offer me anything. Oh, yeah. I've been dead inside so long. I don't even remember what that's like. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, right. you, you, could, you could try swallowing a Chia Pet, you know. <laughs> That'll tickle your feels. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, it, yeah. it would stimulate the Chi. Oh, right, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Ryan, Ryan. That, that that was a deep cut. That pun. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Right. So Ryan's going to swallow the chia pet for the chi. Uh, but um, oh, oh, you know, gosh, gosh, I was having so much fun with this. I almost forgot. I almost forgot 
to speculate because how would this countrified thing sound if we put funk in country or country it's, in funk? It's I, was, I was just about to ask that question. Funny. That there's funny there's you just no that. way. I know. It, it couldn't possibly uh, you know, happen. Right? No, I, I mean, because it's so well, country. I, I, so, yeah, there's no way to but, funkify but country like this. It's uh, how to put this. You know, you've got country in my funk. Right, you've got country in my funk, and you've got funk in my country. We have technology these days. Yeah, I feel like there's just like a Funkalizer 2000. <laughs> oh, the Funkalizer 2000. Right. My goodness. Funkalizer Why did we not talk about that before? If so if we plugged in it. the Funkalizer... Right, if we plugged in the Funkalizer 2000, then, you know, gosh, I, I can't help but thinking it would sound an awful lot like... <laughs> 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 The Funkalizer 2000 did its job. What did you guys think? I feel like we could tweak some of the parameters on that. Did you add the optional uh, uh, Funkifier app to that, or, or was it just kind of a bare bones sort of a thing? It was. It was all app. So yeah, the Funkifier okay. app. Yeah, it was. It was all right. okay. uh, on my mobile device. So hopefully yeah. you didn't right. pay a lot so for that. <laughs> cool. All right. So on that note, we get our final act of the of the show. Third cat. I just wanted to preface this. Third Cat is a relative newcomer to the whole song fight thing. Is this correct? I'm talking about relative to the other four. That is correct. Yeah, but okay. they've still been around for a little while now. They've been really reliable uh, in terms of uh, entering songs into song fight. And they're also in spin tunes, and they're doing pretty well. Uh -huh. Okay. Now, my notes on this one, I don't have very much. Uh, Rockin' Revolution, finally Revolution family revenue well it's either family or finally i just eh, it's one of those words you don't have to read it Andy. just speak from your yeah, heart it's okay <laughs> right okay f uh, fine rock and revolution family revolution finally revolution hi-hat breakdown there we go I, I got that off my chest i spoke my piece i in all honesty though i did i did like the hi-hat i'm a frustrated drummer you know dad would not allow us to play drums and so you know, I find that my ear goes to the drums and the percussion, and and that particular hi hat thing was a nice, nice hi hat thing. I thought it were back to revolution lyrically, but with a cool hi hat. Yeah. Mm. So lyrically, uh, it started off, and I thought this was going to be pretty interesting. So he's working for the government. He's 
keeping his head down, not wanting to be noticed, but during nights and weekends, he and his friends are plotting to burn it all down. And that's cool, but why? There's like no tension in this song, no angst, no anger, no reason. I have no idea why they're plotting to destroy the government. There's just not enough lyrics to really get any of that. So once again, this is another lyrical miss for me. Also the phrase, you see naked you become is awkward. And I, I, I wondered when I was hearing it, if I was hearing it right. But yeah, that's that's how he wrote it down on the lyric sheet. Uh, I did like the instrumental interlude in the sort of middle towards the end of the song. I thought it was dreamy and musically interesting. And I think that's where the hi-hat was that Andy noticed. But overall, I didn't get a real strong impression about this song. So this one's a miss for me. I wonder if it's an homage to Yoko Ono. You know, you, you become naked, but that's, you know, that's just a little theory that I have. Maybe it's Yoda. I have been to... yeah. <laughs> uh, naked, you become. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. Maybe it's Yoda no Ono. No are wearing. Yoda Ono. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Right. Yoda, I, okay, fine. Yeah, I thought it was good panning, good mixing. You know, it was pretty strong panning in the beginning, and usually I f- kind of find that a little distracting. But but this time around, I, it worked. I thought it was great. I liked the backwards guitar uh, recording. I thought that was cool, too. Uh, but there's some other weird stuff in the interlude. And a lot of it's good, but, you know, like, is that a weird, like, heavily affected vocal murmur in the left ear? Uh, I'm not sure. Like, it sounds vocal and unintelligible, but, like, my brain focuses in on it and tries to make sense of it as a voice. So I kind of found it really, really distracting in a bad way. Despite my complete hopeless impossibility of gleaning any words or phrases out of it, my brain kept naturally veering away from the rest of the song and zeroing in on this unintelligible murmur sound. I like that Third Cat is uh, making bold, brave, interesting, and engaging choices as usual for them. But I can't listen to this song on headphones because that weird murmur in the left ear. Yeah, it just bugs you. Yeah. Do you, do you also, find that the murmur becomes less significant uh, listening through speakers? That's an interesting point. It could be. I, I think I've only heard it on headphones so far. So uh, yeah. I, I imagine that, it, I mean, it's just, it's panned hard left and it goes through to the end of the song. I think from the interlude it starts and then it goes through the rest of the song to the end. And I don't even pay any attention at all to the lyrics in the second half of the song because my brain keeps, you know, it's like, I don't know how to put it. It's like if there was a strobe light and you were trying to watch TV, you know, you you keep on getting distracted. Well, that's you know, probably so. good because you missed You See Naked, You Become. I don't know, man. Yoda, oh no, uh, I'm into it. But uh, but yeah. You, so, uh, just as a thought, do you think it would be less obtrusive and demanding of your time if it was pan dead center, so you would get it on both sides at once? Hard to say. I'm not sure. Honestly, though, I'm not sure that I'm going to go back to this song to to find out. I've listened to it a few times. The thing just just kept on being distracting and annoying. So, uh, you know, again, there there was very interesting stuff in there. That interlude, you know, it started out and it had the backwards guitar and had all these other sounds, and all of that is great and interesting. And it's it's it is you know kind of worth you know it, it's worth checking out. I I I appreciate what they do. Uh, I like hearing new stuff, and they're always bringing the you know the inventiveness and and that's 
what I want to hear from song fighters. So, so that's all good. But this song in particular, yeah, that, that mur- murmur was a little off. But also uh, the melody and the vocal delivery, at some point, you know, I think we're going to find out that Third Cat is from like Morocco or Mars or maybe Third <laughs> Cat is like an AI program or something because that phrasing and the cadence is a little odd. You know, it's not bad. Uh, it's just sort of atypical, like like anyone else would land some of those notes in more predictable spots. Yeah, I felt you that know, too, this song. Yeah. Like if you listen it's carefully that... to, you know, don't want to be noticed, so I'm doing my job just fine. It's It's a little off, but I think that's on purpose. I'm sure that's on purpose. But like if you told me that they recorded the vocals in reverse and then played the tape backwards... Uh, I would be impressed at how well it turned out, but I would not be surprised that they'd done it that way because it sounds a little, a little weird, a little affected. Uh, is okay. Third Cat generally known for unorth- unorthodox, subtle approaches of this type? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. So this is an extension of a signature sound, in other words, and not some kind of outlier. No, I, I'm not going to say signature. I'm, the, their signature is that they do something very interesting and very different each time, and it's not the same thing. Uh-huh. So they they I have see. had these these weird sort of cadence to their vocals, this these weird sort of deliveries in other songs. I remember, but they also tend to bring something terribly, terribly interesting. Like they did the one. Uh, there was this chord that kind of turned into this other chord in a really. I don't know how to put it. It wasn't exactly linear. So like, you know, some of the instrumentation was going at a different rate than another, other yeah, parts of it. Yeah, it was like this so, held bass note that slowly bent upwards. Yeah. And along with the other, wow. with the, with the rest of the uh, instrumentation. Yeah, too, everything so. else kind of bent up and like, I don't yeah. know if it was a full half step or whatever, but it was very slowly and it just, it was a weird effect. Yeah. And everything was going at different rates. So there were times when it was terribly, terribly dissonant and it was, I thought it was just incredibly interesting and, yeah. and inventive. And I hadn't heard that before. And there and was the was sense great. of relief when it stopped. That was actually <laughs> cr- pretty great. <laughs> They've done other stuff too. I mean, that's the thing that, that really jumped out to me, but it, I remember like the following one, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they did some interesting stuff and they've done so, stuff that hasn't been as successful, but was still, obviously they're trying to be interesting and new and inventive and, and uh, experimental. And I, I really appreciate that. I, just as an aside, I would point out that we have heard some pop music that was generated or at least partly generated by AIs which is interesting for what it is, but I dare say it doesn't sound a whole lot like Third Cat. Yeah, I, I'm I just, I just meant the vocal. I'm, willing to, right. I'm sorry. I just meant the vocal delivery specifically. I wasn't talking about you know the the words necessarily. Well, there's the the AIs seem to come up with bizarre lyrics, although maybe they're being pushed in that direction. There's also the translator fails lady. I don't know if you've seen her online. She's Farking hilarious, and I'll just I'll put in a little plug for her. Um, okay. But for anyone who doesn't know, she takes these rock and roll hits and sometimes contemporary pop hits, and she uh, runs the phrases through translators until she gets something that's absolutely off the wall, and then she strings all these together and she performs the song as such with these new lyrics. Sounds good. Or yeah. Check it out. Well, it's it's a lot it's a lot better than I'm making it sound, but. I just thought I'd uh, put in a plug for her. She's she's pretty fucking hilarious, and and she's uh, she's enriched my life lately. <laughs> does she? Uh, but you does know, she do in, it's, does she do any funk songs? Well, I could send you a few samples. Uh, funk, I'm not aware of off the top of my head. Uh, but as long as I'm talking about her, there's a, she does a Bohemian Rhapsody. 
an ABBA medley, a Beatles medley, uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart, which, as you know, is one of my favorite songs ever in the entire history of the universe. Uh, what else? What else? Um, oh, Africa. Yeah, she does it. Everybody's talking about Africa because you have to either love Africa or hate Africa. And she just does her own Africa in her own manner, you see. Okay. Interesting. You know, speaking of funk, I, I think we've completely forgotten to wonder aloud what Third Cat might sound like if someone had the audacity to try to funkify his song. Well, nobody would do that. Well, no. To, who would... to start with something that's intriguingly bizarre on several levels, you know, and then, you know, to uh, run it through the, uh, what, what are we calling it? The Funkafire 2000? Yes. The I thought it was a Funkalator. Yeah. I was oh, Funkalator. Funkalator. If you were using the Funkafire, then that's totally different. Uh, the Funkafire is the plug-in version, not the standalone oh, app. Okay. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you guys have any theories on, on which Funkalizer works better? I mean, if we've been reading the trade magazines about this at all. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know I don't I I can't imagine using either of those on this that would that would just be wrong right on the third cat song I can't imagine well, yeah, I just the, can't imagine no, the, but what would that shit sound like well working for the government. Morning at nine, don't want to be noticed, so I'm doing my job just fine. But on the nights and weekends, plotting with my friends. On the nights and weekends, plotting with my friends. On the nights and weekends, plotting with my friends. On the nights and weekends, plotting with my friends. Yeah, that was definitely not an improvement. <laughs> well, that, that that was already out of this world, and now it's out of two worlds. I mean, what are we going to do with this? All right. Well, I think that wraps up this review podcast. Yeah. Bet you by golly, wow. So, Andy, are you going to vote for any of these songs? Well, I um, let's see. I guess I'm leaning towards the Paco del Stinko. That's my two cents, because I like those lyrics. But, you know, that being said, we've analyzed the various pros and prons of, of these, these selections. And so okay. I think we've done a good job of uh, covering covering that ground. Yeah, and, you'd and have to vote had, for at least two. Right. And we've even, we, we've even had funk broke, break in at odd moments. So Yeah, that was so weird. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, well, you might want to call your internet provider and and, and uh, is it something you should find about? Excuse me, madam. I'm getting funk in my internet. Please help me. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's just kind of weird and inappropriate. It's 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 kind of a dick move to try and change somebody's songs. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like that could be the subtitle of this podcast. (laughs) Uh, Which is that? Kind of a dick dick move. Yeah. Ah, yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, that's up to you, fellas. Obviously. I don't know. It's one dick move, yeah. yeah. To to have to have funk at random, you know, could be a thing. I don't know what funk would do to, uh, uh, for example, a a hockey game. Oh, now we've got funky hockey. Sudden funk. It it, It can only improve it. Yeah. Uh, Someone's someone's not a big fan of hockey. That's that's okay. Oh no, no. I I just think that funk can only improve everything. That's uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Curling and funky don't usually go together. I just thought I'd, you know. Just just because nobody's tried it yet, man. So, uh, just like nobody put the peanut butter in the chocolate and the chocolate and the peanut butter. Okay. All right. Uh, Do we want to do shout outs before we wrap this thing up? Do you have anybody you want to shout out to, Andy? I'd like to shout out to uh, the translator Fails uh, gal, and you should check her out because she's hill fucking hilarious. And I'd also like to shout out to uh, my mom for being my mom. And she's, you know, just, it's words fail me, really, when it comes to mom. So that's it for me. I would like to uh, make an extra special shout out to the Funkalator 2000 and the Funkafire 2000, but mostly the Funkalator 2000 for all of its love and support. And, uh, and also to my husband, Andre, for all of his love and support. Do you want to give it a shot, Chumpy? I would like to thank my lovely wife, Sarah, who, while she does not listen to our music or our podcast, she is incredibly supportive. So she, she doesn't usually drag a toe line in there and try to drag you out of a phone booth? Nope, nope. She's a woman of taste and okay. distinction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, uh, yeah. We also got a shout out to Brian Raider, without whom Jerkatorium would not exist. And uh, to Alice, thanks for listening. We're so glad you're out there. I don't know. Anybody else? That's it. Let's wrap this thing. Uh, all right. Yeah, I don't forget I Doris Day. Dig it. Dig it. Doris Day. Okay. All right. All right. I'm hitting stop. We're, we're out. <laughs>